Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am a host, your host, one of the hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I might be a host. Am I a host? I'm a host. My name is Dan Conroy, and I'm a host. You sure are, Dan, and welcome to the thing that you also have a key to. Oh my god, welcome you as well with a key that you have. Is it a key card, or do we get one of those old-timey big brass keys like we're Victorian men? I like the Victorian key idea. I like the jingle, because there's no way that Victorians had pockets deep enough to hold those keys. You ever see a skeleton key from those old houses? They're like a foot long. Like, yeah. where were you keeping that the whole time? That's a, you, you, there was just, the world in those days was a pickpocket's dream. That was the time when we should have been orphans. Like, imagine, <laughs> I, look. We nailed it, finally. <laughs> Look at us with parents and in 2023, 1870s, running around on the street, dirt on our face, being led by an older gentleman. That part's not great. But the thing is, like you just said, unless it is wintertime, because I bet winter pockets were good, but summer pockets in Victorian era were probably the worst. Just thin. I imagine that all keys just had to be held outside the body on a key ring. You must have just had those pants that had a special, yeah, extra loop on the outside that you can keep your keys on. You can't keep a skeleton key in your front pocket. It just no. looked like a big pointy boner. Yeah, all points uh, it would just be a BPB. We all know. Like, you can't just have a bpb beyond petroleum british um but british petroleum british but you could yeah you could not you could not hold on to that that would just be such a burden like i have always kept all of my stuff in my front pockets because i've okay cool for pickpockets for the pickpockets listening you know where to go now <laughs> yes for all the pickpockets that listen to our podcast which i've been doing the pod bean schematics it is the majority of our listeners are pickpockets. most of you are criminals most of you are english orphaned pickpockets uh you go to the streets you have fingerless gloves you talk about i can't i can't think of one song from oliver i tried to do it in this joke and i just couldn't i don't even know if i know a song from oliver to be food glorious food i don't even know if that's the title it's just a lyric (laughs) okay is that from the beginning when he asked can i have some more is that i believe so okay i believe i believe that is the titular oliver yes a bronx tale oliver oliver's oliver's bronx tale (laughs) All, all of her Bronx tales and some some of her Brooklyn stories. No, no, no. <laughs> that that's wordplay. We haven't done this in a bit, guys. So Dan's wordplay is going to be on. Stay point. with us. We don't edit anything, guys. We we're not going to edit any of this. But some people were like surprised that I held. Did you always keep stuff always in your front pockets, Bobby? Like throughout your that age. I, I can only speak from a dude's life where like you start having a wallet as like a young adult. Yeah, pretty much. I never felt my back pocket was all that secure. And, and many people tell me it's not. And we were probably among the last children to not have to carry phones for a portion of our life because I didn't have a phone until I was maybe 13, 14, somewhere in that area. So I guess 10 year olds occasionally have cause to carry things in their pockets change and house keys that sort of thing to, to go get a to go get a spider-man ice cream pop from the from the <sighs> local automobile dispenser yeah, but and the yeah, i always had off. things in my front pocket that's true i always had them in my front pocket as well and, and for the same reason 
because I was always afraid it was going to fall out of my pocket in that back pocket. It didn't make any sense because of moving. Mm-hmm. But there are so many older gentlemen in my life who saw me carrying a wallet that way and were just like, that doesn't make any sense. That looks very new. And I'm like, I, why would you keep – you sit there. First off, that's you're just begging for some disc problems in the next 20 years. <laughs> Second of all, I know where it is on the front pocket. It might look a little awkward, bulge-wise. Think of your lumbago, guys. Come on. You got to think. Yeah, what are you, uncle? You don't want to not think about your lumbago. And then, you know, maybe I do have either a BPB, as we mentioned, and Hmm. perhaps I've got a FPB, which is a flat pointy boner, which is what I refer to my wallet. But at the least, I know where they are. That's the most important thing. I mean, if I did not care about looks and appearances the way I do, I might still carry a Velcro wallet. I loved how secure that felt in my life. Oh, the snap of your own Velcro is nothing short of music. The snap of other people's Velcro is horrifying to the ear. You don't like that. The minute I hear someone else's Velcro, I'm leaving the venue. I'm like, all right, I got to leave. But the minute you hear your own while you're paying for a Bud Light Lime, you're like, my stars, am I cool? It's almost (laughs) as good. If I could combine a Velcro wallet with a chain wallet on the belt loop, now that... That's that's I've been thinking about how I'm going to start living my 30s. And that might be what we got to start doing. Gandhi always said, be the change you want to see in the world. You be the change that you want to have in your wallet because you didn't turn it into dollars because they don't have penny arcades at the TD Bank anymore. They don't, unfortunately. But skeleton keys and old manses for 1870s orphans is a good segue into our pre-discussion today. Before we get to our cards, I found two that I think are worth our time today. But. You brought this to my attention, Dan, and I did want to bring it up because I'm angry, and I'll tell you for why. We're still in the thrall of August at the moment we're recording. Mm -hmm. It's still, you know, muggy town USA on some days. You know, most days reach at least 80, if not get into the 90s. You sent me a photo of a gosh darn stable of cards that said spooky season and Halloween, and there's already people lining up, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine and they said they're already lining up soup season. And I thought, I got to see what Dan thinks of this because I, I, I was floored. I'm like, it's too early. Like every season, my wife brought up a point where she said, every season can't start six weeks before it's proper because that means if you're celebrating Halloween in August and Christmas in Halloween time, it, everything is thrown off. All the seasons don't make sense anymore. I just wanted to hear what you thought of this, particularly in terms of the cards you showed me. After I showed that to you, Bobby, I had an unfortunate revelation for two different things that happened. One was, and I don't know if I sent it in that photo that I sent to you at my local Dwayne Reed, wherein they are selling Halloween cards now. But right next to it, they were also had a half a rack of what kind of cards do you think? What kind of cards do you think were right next to Halloween cards? Don't tell me Christmas cards. Almost as bad. Not that bad yet. Oh, Thanksgiving. Ding, 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 ding. They already oh, what? had- Thanksgiving isn't even on the map yet. Thank it's you. It's August. Thank you. And then I went to my local super style market for which to buy my meats and sundries. And right in the, you know how they always have a aisle that's like themed for like the season. So like it's barbecue. So they just, here's all the cheapest mustard or like it's <laughs> secretary appreciation day. Here's every cat calendar we could find. And so now <laughs> here's in that section- this is today we're recording August 28th. I saw it 3 days ago. It there was just only Halloween candy. And I'm talking when the cardboard snicker boxes and oh, yeah. like Milky Way boxes have like, you know, mummies on them and vampires. And I had this revelation that we are beyond ceremony anymore. At least from hmm. this 
sort of commerce perspective. Look, if we're going to live in the sort of commerce capitalist hell that we have created for ourselves, where there doesn't seem to be a real end to it, it's just going to run and run until the earth gets too hot. Hashtag we're already there. Um, mm. There at least was the ceremony, at least when we were kids, there was something really special about when the holiday turned because you knew that it was close. Like when you went to a shop and now there are- It was within are... sight. You could see it. It was down the road. And, it, and yeah. it took a couple weeks was enough time to really get in the spirit and love it. And it was not overstaying its welcome. And I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was no, thinking- No, 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 please. I was thinking, my God, if you start celebrating Halloween, August 25th, you have two straight months of Halloween. By the time Halloween actually arrives, you must be exhausted. You must hate the holiday. But maybe I just don't have the spook in my heart. Maybe it's maybe oh no, it's me. You have the you have the spook, the scare, the the the. Here, can you uh, can you just like stand up a little bit so I can just see your chest really quick? Yeah, ah! sure. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, not because you don't have a cool chest, because you do. But it's the you have the scare in your heart. Thanks. I did a push up. <laughs> and and it, and it unleashed a daemon. Um, <laughs> A really cool Nightmare Before Christmas, Damon. But like, I like Halloween is my favorite holiday. That's right. You're a big spooky head. I, I'm I'm a big spooky head. My head is big and spooky. I love Halloween, but there is something so inorganic to me to start celebrating it two months early. It feels uncomfortable. It's like the same people who enjoy unironically Christmas in July. It's like no, you can't. You can't really. <laughs> I re, I I'm sorry. Refuse. You have to wait like everybody else. You have to wait until it happens because it absolutely needs to have a beginning and an end but it can't be too close to each other because that's the i feel like holidays you can go ahead and sound off in the comments here whether or not you agree or disagree with us but my personal opinion is that holidays are cheapened when we don't give proper beginnings and ends to them like i remember growing up and we'd keep the christmas tree up for an inordinate amount of time but mm. The, you like, celebrated Three Kings Day. You wanted to keep it we up. We did for Three the Kings whole Day. Thing. We did Greek Orthodox Christmas. We went right through up until one time. I think the farthest we ever got the tree to not immediately set on fire, we got it to St. Patrick's Day, and we put sham- and we got shamrocks no. on it. Oh, really? it was. Oh, it was absolutely. That a is a fire weed. hazard. I, I love you, but that one might be going too far. And I love you too. And absolutely, the fire marshal should have like came in and been like, "Y'all are closed." I know this is a residence, but I'm closing it up. It was so bad. <laughs> but like everything else immediately goes down right after New Year's. My parents kind of made it pretty clear, like, no, this holiday kind of needs to end. But mm. I don't disagree with that as an adult. I sort of think, look, you do what you want in your own house. I won't tell people individually how to live. But to me, holidays feel special because we enjoy them for a time and then they pass and then we get to do a new one. That's the whole concept. I mean, do you think differently, Bobby? Like, it, is it good to have beginnings and ends to these things? Because I Yeah, feel- of course. That's uh, that's what isn't it that philosophical question of, you know, what is what makes life worth living as well? You kind of know it has a terminus and that's what makes it meaningful to do things and to not just wait around. But it also brought to mind, I can't remember if this was uh, Maddie who said it or me or someone else, but if you follow the logic, someone would be telling you happy spring and you look at your calendar but like it's valentine's day like, <laughs> it, like it only works for halloween and christmas and maybe thanksgiving really because if you apply it to any other point in the year you sound like an absolute lunatic yeah and i think that would be very funny if someone was celebrating spring and it was like dead of winter 12 degrees like snow on the ground it feels like it's more just seasonal denialism because i know or denial is the word i'm looking for seasonal denial because i know 
And I know why companies do it, because there's this like brutal like back to school is no longer a thing that anyone likes to celebrate. I don't feel like anyone really cares. I feel like <laughs> whether it's those, because... those many gods of back to school have have been shunted to the side. They will rise again from the from the oceans and, and come down from the skies. But not yet. The time the, is not right. The old titans of back to school have been shackled to Tartarus and have not been let out yet because the Olympians of all the other cool holidays have not decided they're they're like shackled together with flag day and what else is a uh like arbor day maybe oh arbor day totally totally they're waiting Um, for the seven pebbled binders to come back to that one staples that's still open and then they can be unleashed once more upon this world washington's birthday which is now just president's day although weirdly enough like i still see lincoln's birthday is still a thing so i guess you still separate it but yeah it's just because you george yeah whatever george you and your ill-begotten teeth it's yeah it's just one of those things where between august we're we're out of the summertime and september is nothing for at least for a lot of people (laughs) and so all you've got is halloween like september there's nothing going on but like yeah it's just it feels like you said it feels ridiculous it just kind of feels like the kind of person that's like celebrating spring in or like hey let's get ready to hang 10 on the beach it's only saint patrick's day it's just (laughs) it's easter it's yeah Yeah. get out of this church and you're with your surfboard something feels so wrong about it i really like when i saw that and i wanted to buy that candy up so bad i just wanted to oh it looks good i mean they know they know how to tease you it looks delicioso they got our number absolutely I mean, I'm excited because we are at my where I work. We're like setting up already. We're setting up for like, you know, events for October. And I'm just thinking about how much candy I'm going to buy. I haven't even thought of my Halloween. Do you have a Halloween costume planned yet? No, no. I think we're in the developmental stages. Not huge Halloween costume people. Not because we don't like the holiday or anything, but just sometimes when I go to a party, I don't want to work. And I have a weird thing where when I go to have fun, I don't want to have a lot of effort put into it. But um, yeah, of course. But no, this year I haven't dressed up in a while. So I think this year it might be kind of fun. So I will, I'll talk with the wife and see if we can come up with something good. We'll yeah, if you think about, about it, you? I have no idea. No idea. Mm-hmm. For a minute, I thought maybe I could do one of the lesser Kens. Like maybe I could do uh, oh, that'd be good maybe one. like Earring Ken would be kind of fun, but uh, mm-hmm. or Sugar Daddy Ken. But I have a sinking feeling that's going to be a very popular costume. So I you could do Genghis Ken if you want to be really off the beaten track and borderline offensive yeah yeah that's almost as bad as my ken jong-un costume that i had going (laughs) i will i will fund personally any item of clothing you want to buy to make you ken jong-un yeah (laughs) yeah i'd love for you to personally fund my cancellation i'd love for you to personally fund how how deep of a hole dan can dig himself in it should be done by a friend is there a way to make that inoffensive no, I don't think there is. Uh, no, I'm no, sorry. no, no. You can do. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying you're not coming back on the diving board. You kind of <laughs> jump at that. Point. No, once you jump, you're out of the pool. It's adult swim yeah. time. You forgot your floaties, my man. <laughs> your dad's picking you up. You wait on the side near the near the baby waiting station. Go get yourself a spider bed push pop or a, what's the other one? What's the one I like? What a screwball. They called it a screwball, right? The one with the gum. They in- did. Yeah. But that was just like the cheap Paragua uh, knockoff. <laughs> knockoffs. Uh, but it, they were okay. They weren't terrible. What a dig towards screwball. Cheap Paragua. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. It's true. I, I don't like when gum is in stuff. I want one of these. You don't ex- care for the candied eyeballs. I, I mm, They were fine. I guess it was like when you're a kid, you're just so grateful. And yes, we are talking about candy again. Every damn time. Every, Every damn I, time. I'm not going to change. I'm no. not going to change on here. This is why they keep coming back. <laughs> for they a come sweet, back sweet this, rush. This literal sweet, sweet rush. This sweet, sweet candy talk. I, I guess when you're a kid, you're just like so excited to get anything sweet. 
So it, it, that part was fun. But they're two different experiences. I'm either eating iced creme or Italian style ice or whatever it may be, or I'm chewing on a, a bubbled gum. But I don't yeah. want both. That's, that's <laughs> Do you have brain. to like because the uh, the eyeballs that if you got a SpongeBob, which was one of my favorites. You know, oh, I love the SpongeBob. I actually did like the SpongeBob. Yeah, the eyeballs were gumballs, yes. as you know, and so it forced you to, to make a choice. You could either do your best to eat completely around the eyeballs, or like a squirrel, you could get down to the eyeball part and keep the gumball like in your cheek as you finish the ice cream, and then maybe if you didn't die of asphyxiation from swallowing the gumball, enjoy it after the ice cream. <laughs> and I and I like. Something's wrong with my mouth where I, I am absolutely going to bite my lip trying to do both oh, of those things at once. My mouth was a war zone. Oh, yeah. To, like, get those out biting your lip or your tongue. Nothing like blood to go with your ice cream. Everyone loves that mixture mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And at least with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, who had the same setup, it was yes. more circular so you could kind of enjoy it quicker. But that oh, SpongeBob, yeah. that was a thick, square, screw you, start quick, yeah. my friend. Am I supposed to put it in my front pocket like a Victorian <laughs> idiot? Like, save the gumballs? Oh, man. I You know what? Would I be angry if the Victorian orphan at the pool and they like have they have a Victorian bathing suit like it's just red and white? No, not even. It's just like black wool just covering their bodies. We didn't even get to red and white stripes yet. And they're like, pardon me, sir. Do you know where the non-bleach lavatory is? And I point to it and then I see that my sponged Bob has lost both of his gum balls. I don't know if I'd be that angry. I'd be like, all right, you enjoy that kid because I didn't more want curious, that. I think. Did you think that was food, buddy? Because that's not food. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be brutal. I was just thinking. Wait, what was I just thinking right there? Because you're talking about the screwball and like, yeah. Oh, it reminded me of like Razzles. You ever have those? What were those? I don't remember. It was like a candy that looks like a Lego brick, and then it's but it it's like um the the reverse of high chews where it sort of gelatinizes into a gum as you chew it. I don't think I've encountered these. They're not good. Don't ever. Because I think their whole thing, literally their slogan is, first it's candy, now it's gum. And I'm like, no, I want one of those things. Yeah, one's good. Yeah, You, don't, you yeah. pick one, because I'm not, I'm not buying both for the price of one. I know you think that's a deal. It's like now and later, you just bought expired candy. And it's like, <laughs> Razzles is like, no, I don't want you to turn into something midway through. Hi chews, I know exactly what it is. It's a chewy candy because they didn't allow chewing gum in Thailand, but or specifically Singapore. But now, wow, you're just a font. I had no idea. That I think that was don't quote me on that. Singapore. I think that well, I think it's the reason why Singapore is like incredibly clean is because they have very stringent, very stringent city laws, and one of them was chewing gum is not allowed because of what people do when they're done with gum, which is throw it on the ground. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So I think that if I, it works, shout out in the comments if Dan got the history of uh, high chews wrong. I don't know. I like the banana ones. <laughs> Bobby, real quick, what's your favorite high chew flavor? Oh, uh, gum. Me too. Yeah, dude. Dude, awesome. <laughs> you know what else is awesome, Dan? I have two cards to show you this very evening, and I am excited to read them now, Bobby. If the famed individuals. Ding-dongs, let's call them, want to mm. see these cards. Where the fuck are they going? Well, I've never met these ding-dongs, but they sound like stand-up people. If they want to talk to us about cards or share cards that they found, they can reach out at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter, which I have been told by reliable sources is now called X, which is X. a letter X. <laughs> it just, it seems like they should have done X. They should have done that in 2003. Hey, really? That would have oh, been the right time. Oh, man. Tony Hawk Pro Skater X would oh. have been 
off the charts. My, my God, to- mm. Tony Hawk Skate was called Underground Skate. No, of Underground. Yeah, Tony Hawk Underground. I yeah. almost called it Tony Hawk Velvet Underground. <laughs> I'm like, where is that game? <laughs> now wait, now there's there's a thought. Now yeah, there, not, put not that in, it. Put that in your hat with a with a handful of uh, barley. That would have been great. All right, so we have two cards. Thank you so much. Bobby, for providing these two amazing cards. I am excited. The first one I have to say comes from our good friend and and basically co-host at this point, Karen Boyle, for for finding this other one. So Karen, thank as you, always, thank you, Karen Boyle. Thank you. She's doing our she's doing the research for us. She's like our our spy in the uh, in in the interior, and and we get word from her every once in a while when can she can sneak out a message and a razzle. You know, that's the only way to get messages. A message and a razzle. Message and a razzle. Yeah. Karen, thank you for doing the Lord's work and the and the gourds jerk jerk your gourds mm-hmm. guides and by that i mean put jerk seasoning on it all right that's good uh, we should put that in the episode intro because otherwise people will take it a mess the lord yeah by the way just for the record dan meant like jerk seasoning i don't mean anything else about yes yeah, so let's just yeah. clarify that right now and get it out of the way yeah please sound off if ken jong-un is a good halloween costume <laughs> that one word that one we're not going to bother asking you a question about but the jerking the gourd problems <laughs> that one we're iffy. we know a winner when we hear it guys <laughs> A blue ribbon pig. All right. So this first card, we are introduced to a a story, let's say, quite an odyssey happening here. I would say primary colors we're working with in the background are blue, yellow, and tan. Blue sky, like a powder blue sky, an almost golden yellow ground slash sand, and tan mountains in the background, or hills, you could say. And then in the foreground, we see a cartoonish... Sickly looking gentleman, clearly an adventurer of sorts. I would say there is a lazy eye situation going on with them. They're wearing winter Arctic gear, a large gray beard, red scarf, I notice. They've got a walking stick. Uh, Again, it's sort of uh, rosy cheeked, but pale skin, clearly sun and uh, wind burnt and (laughs) and hilariously carrying like a balloon and a smartphone at the same time or something like that. I can't it tell. It looks like, yeah, a deflated balloon. And yeah, maybe it is a smartphone, I guess. Or something. Yeah. Or maybe a flask. I don't know. But there's like something square in their hand and a deflated balloon, which makes it fun. Above the gentleman in white font with bl- black background, it says, this is goodness or, or gutness. Uh, gut or goodness. Let's go with goodness. The first thing I said. Okay. Below goodness, it says... He walked over 15,000 miles from Siberia to give you birthday wishes. Goodness suffered from exhaustion, frostbite, blisters, and poor cell reception, but he made it. So please have a happy birthday. Again, he walked over 15,000 miles from Siberia to give you birthday wishes. Goodness suffered from exhaustion, frostbite, blisters, and poor cell reception, but he made it. So please have a happy birthday. Now, the first question I have off the top of my hand, before we go any further... Is goodness a legitimate Siberian name? I am going to be, I, I don't know. Let's find out. I'll okay. tell you right now by using the Ecosia search engine, which plants a tree every time you do a certain number of searches. So like very cool. Highly recommend it. You hear that, Ding Dongs? We plant a tree at least four times with this podcast. What do you guys ever do? I don't think goodness has, well, let's see, goodness name meaning. Uh, from the website name each name echo dot com. That seems <laughs> that reasonable. sounds legitimate. <laughs> that sounds super legitimate. 
The name Agutness goes beyond the bounds of origin. <laughs> real precious insights into destiny. That, wait, does <laughs> that is actually exactly it. that is what it says? I'm not kidding. <laughs> that is the most that is the most tarot card ass way to describe. <laughs> this doesn't come from anywhere. I love that. It's like a like a, a high fantasy novel. That's oh amazing. my god, that sounds like. Oh my god, that sounds like those warrior cats novels. Like it's like <laughs> yeah, that's the second time this week someone's brought up warrior cats. <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> there's there's something wrong with the planets. The the water has slightly more lead in it than usual. I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> Bobby needs to go lie down in the bathtub. <laughs> Wait, who else was mentioning another friend? Oh, it was You uh, don't have to someone- tell me. Someone mentioned Animorphs and they were mentioning, oh, this other weird series that was for children that involved like heavy animal transformation presence was the series called The Warriors, which I know nothing about. Yes. And a former co-worker of mine, also a writer named Emma, also brought those to my attention. And I had no idea they existed. I knew Animorphs, but I, I didn't know this other thing called Warriors existed. So it was all Greek to me when I first heard about it. I only knew about them from a neighbor friend of mine who was super into cats and they had these on their shelves. And I sort of like in that early internet pre-wikipedia phase like learned what they were about like warrior cats and they looked like domestic cats some of them more feral than others that were like yeah warriors i didn't know about the transformation because i never got into them it seemed it it just felt like if redwall was less fun and animated and more like no they're all domesticated cats and not just like cool mice yeah i was like are they special cats like no they're just cats yeah they're just cats which is fine if you like cats it's just I, it took me a couple of years before I was into cats, but I don't remember bunnies ever getting a cool um, car uh, novel series. Watership um, Down, I guess, would count. Would you call that cool or scary? <laughs> no, Watership Down's more like frightening on a very primordial level. What's um, the name of that? He did make a whole language, though. I got to give him credit for that. I don't. I don't know. I never read. Never read that before. There is so. a language in Watership Down, which is yeah. He wow. definitely yeah. There, you got to give it to an J.R.R. Tolkien did the same damn thing. Like you got to give it to a novelist who like wrote a book like so that they could like stretch their skills in making a language. Oh, it's so clear that J.R.R. Tolkien was way more interested in making a language than in telling any kind of cohesive story. It kind of makes me think in a weird way I'd like the Silmarillion better than the Lord of the Rings cuz he's so clearly more passionate about writing a bible yeah, for I... a fake world than he is about creating characters. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about that with friend of the podcast Andy Martinez, right? Like he like yes. absolutely it's cool if we said his name right. Um, well, he he better he better be cool with it because we did it. Uh, sorry, Andy, but we uh yeah we <laughs> we were talking about how like yeah J.R. Tolkien was way, way more into making lore than he was into like creating like a story, yes. which you know where was goodness then? That would have been a cool name. Well, I could tell I could tell you from the origin, it looks like goodness might be of Swedish extraction or Guntis might be Latvian. So we're looking at the not the Baltics. What's the word that I'm trying to think of uh, for the region. The Nordic? The, like, yeah, the, like the Scandinavian region. Scandinavian region, like, region yeah. yeah. Like the, 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 the North Sea kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. upper upper Scandinavian region. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Okay. So he could have crossed Siberia, but he would be going a long way around because he'd be, goodness, if he is Swedish, would be heading east. So he'd be starting from Moscow, Oslo uh, area, and then heading more towards the Japanese end of uh, of Russia. So it could happen, but yes. it would be kind of backwards. Yeah, but then I guess he has to cross the strait to get to us, right? Like, I guess would, yes. there's no land bridge anymore there, but I guess there must be some way to get across. Well, Joe Rogan told me that it's there if I believe in it, so that's not it's not for you to say. It's right, still, right. Well, Alex Jones 
did give his friend the money to see whether or not the world was flat, but he didn't do that, um, unfortunately. No. And he then, fell uh, off. We we couldn't couldn't trace him. He said he was kind of stupid. He didn't use that word, but you you go ahead and find the clip yourself. Either way, regardless of whether or not there's a bearing straight to walk across or not, you know what I don't like is when there's more shame in the description of how you got there than there is relief to be there. And in this case, it feels like goodness <laughs> well is put. less. He, yeah, it, it just kind of feels like he's less relieved to celebrate you. And more into like guilt tripping you, kind of like a mother who says you never call enough. It's like he's doing the whole thing of like, oh, I traveled all this way to wish you a happy birthday and I'm exhausted. I'm frostbitten. I'm blistered. I was not able to play my favorite live Wi-Fi versions of candy corn because you needed to celebrate with me. And I'm like, you know, Zoom exists. Could have done that. <laughs> I didn't even invite you to my birthday. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, if I had known you were coming to Barcade with us, I would have told you, but I didn't think I had to invite my Siberian friends as well. It was one study abroad program, and I'm sorry. I went a decade ago. I had a great time. I think you had a great time, but let's face it, we didn't keep in touch. And unfortunately, my birthday is a fun run. So this is going to be unpleasant <laughs> for you. Put your shoes back on. Put your shoes back on because this is going to hurt bad. And yes, we are going to drink mare's milk like we did in Siberia. Do I know that mare's milk is not necessarily found in Siberia, but we did drink it up there. I can't think of what they drink in Siberia. <laughs> but no, this definitely, so far I feel shamed. And we've dealt with this a couple times in cards, Bobby. And um, it's my birthday. I don't want to be shamed. Don't know what to tell you. You know, the detail that really makes me uncomfortable is he's not wearing shoes. His feet are wrapped in bandages. Oh, that's like, oh. God, this that's is depressing. Like, I kind of love this card because it's so it's so in your face. But I'm like, man, that is hard. That, that makes is, me uh, sad. He's got no shoes and he walks so far. I just I don't know why I didn't even notice that. I guess maybe I just thought maybe the because the animation style, if you guys are looking at it at Greetings Pod or on X at Greetings Cast, it's uh it's a simplisticness to it. It's a, it's actually nice animation. The background actually is quite charming. I, I, like, I like the style. I think it's yeah, very fun. I enjoy it's, it. It's very fun. I'd like to see like a card series like this, but I guess I just assume maybe those are just like low res drawn boots. But yeah, you're right. Those are wrapped up. They this this poor man has suffered to come celebrate me. And uh, I I will say something like, yeah, we're gonna go to karaoke and maybe go we go get some noodles. And he's just like, I think I'm gonna go lie down for like 20 hours. <laughs> it's like, please okay. give me an orange. My toenails are falling off. <laughs> I have not had vitamin C in like in like 10 months, please. I'm begging you. Does Siberia look like this? I think like there's some regionalisms that we need to really look into. Not right now. It has but... more of a desert quality because I think that it's a yellow foreground and then there's there's yeah. brown mountains in the back. So it doesn't feel very Sib- trans-Siberian orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, to me. No, not at all. And in fact, while we're here. <laughs> so let's say I wanted to travel really quickly we've got the time for it let's say i wanted to travel to the republic of Sakha, which is where siberia is in russia from mm. where i am which is the greater new york metropolitan area hey guess what goodness that is only sorry that is only 5088 miles goodness you have a liar you have lied to me by 1500 miles now to give you the benefit of the doubt what if i wanted to go from okay hold on one second we're going to cut out these long, uh, or we won't. I'll Siberia is pretty big, too, so he could be coming from, like, the queens of Siberia. You but know, it like won't really be an extra—would it be an extra thousand miles, you think? I don't know. I, I, as I said in the preamble before we started recording, maps frighten me, and I don't like the fact that they seem to tell me where I can't go. 
I'm trying to find out the distance from London, but like I'm trying to see if like there's a difference if you have to cross the European versus the ah. like the Atlantic versus the Pacific, basically. Yes, yes, yes. But even then, I don't think it will. If if it only took five thousand miles from where we are in the New York retro- metropolitan region to Siberia, even if you doubled it, that's still only ten thousand miles. We didn't even crest fifteen thousand. So where is this fifteen thousand coming from? What is the circumference of the Earth? He's trying to make you feel bad. I always thought the circumference was something like twenty-two thousand. So this would be this would be three quarters of the way around the world. This would be wow, almost around the world. Bobby, you were long. damn close. Twenty-four thousand nine hundred and one miles. Okay, so he's you know he's putting in about he's putting in about three fifths of the circumference of the world in his steps. He's getting his steps in for two. He's purposes. getting his steps in. Don't get me wrong. His uh, pedometer is going to be very happy for him. I just don't buy that. He's going that far for this because it's a little bit easier when you go over the earth. It's a little, you know, conical, you know, it's a sphere. So you're going to hmm. be a little bit less when you go up versus down. All right. But anyways, we've been shamed by goodness. I just want to make sure we, we get to these details. He walked over 15,000 miles from Siberia to give these birthday wishes. Suffered, blah, blah, blah. So please have a happy birthday. We go to the next page. On the next page of the card, it says... Behind a background is some greenery and there's snow. And there's snowy mountains and there's a moon. And then there's also other hills that are brown. And it just says... For goodness sake. And so it says. It happened. This is goodness. Stuck the landing. He walked over 15,000 miles and he's got all the blah, 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 blah. So please have a happy birthday for goodness sake. Beautiful. You're uninvited, goodness. I'm so I know you traveled all this way, but you are not welcome. Nonsense. He gets a seat at the table. I'll wash his feet, his bloodied stumps of feet. You will personally ensure that he avoids any gangrene. You're like, you have done such good work tonight. How do please have another vodka on me. Unrefrigerated, just room temperature out of a glass. By all mm-hmm. means. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's medicine. Uh do you know what? I like it now. <laughs> I changed my mind. That's what a pun does for me. You know, oh, it's all wow. it takes all you need is a pun opportunity. You can, because I think I think that is like the long con of puns. Like you just this one really strings you along. It I does. Kinda, I kind of dig it. Yeah, I do too. I feel like it's it's made only stronger by us wallowing through like details that make me more depressed about it. What it took for you to get here, and then if you just end it with a zinger. Also, now the snow is starting. I thought he was in Siberia because in the next page it's like he's just making it to the snow. Yeah. What direction is he moving in? Uh, maybe he's on the steps, which are a little greener and a little little more um, mm. flat. Um, but but then I would have liked to know that because then we're talking about you know Tamor Lane and the uh, the get the offshoots of Genghis Khan. I mean the car. Don't get me wrong, the cards all over the map in terms of the geopolitical situation. You want to talk not to defending that? Talk about a font of knowledge. I don't have that under my belt right there. That's that's awesome. Like talking well, about talking about the steps. Talking about the steps. I mean, one out of every thirty people, for uh, if you believe some records is somehow related to Genghis Khan because of how prolifically he spilled his seed across Eurasia. <laughs> Yuck. 
Yuck. Absolutely. Did you ever find out whether or not you were a descendant of the Great Khan? No, I prefer to just assume, which means that, you know, one day when the winds shift, Japan will be mine. Yeah, you'll get it one day. That thwarted, thwarted, um, actually thwarted his grandson Kublai Khan. Yes. Not not Genghis, yeah. There were a couple times I saw you singing a song during karaoke night, maybe something by the Killers or maybe Dean Martin, and I'd watch you sing that on stage, and I said to myself, no, yeah, he could compete with the Roman Empire. Like if he the, had the killers or Dean Martin, I can't remember which. You, one. It was one of those. I don't remember. It was either Mr. Brightside or Everybody Loves Somebody. Sometimes I don't know. But I looked up at you and I went, "If he had a hundred more years, you could have taken over the spice trade and really uh, forced the Roman Empire to, uh, you know, bend to your will." Oh, give me my legions. Yeah, you. One day you will. I, I, mm. we, I did it, and I not only am not related to Genghis Khan, but um, I am Irish and Italian by ethnic blood. <laughs> And I have been for 600, like my, my relatives did not move for 600 years. Like literally where they were. They, yeah, they literally, the 23 me people were like, nah, man, you're exactly what you think you're like. They just did not, not even a smidge of going to England, like, or, Mm -hmm. or heading up to France or Switzerland really quick. You were just, they were there and then they emigrated. And that was, that was the two things. That's all folks. My, my ancestor, a lot of people don't know this when they came over to Brooklyn was a uh, pig that dressed like a man, except for pants. And when they finally got to Ellis Island, they just went, that's all, folks. Then they said, you have diphtheria. You have to stay here for three weeks. Oh. What's your name? Porky. Too quick. Your name's Conroy. Just get just get in. the. We're changing it now. Where's my luggage? I don't know. That's a home movies joke. But anyways, this card, strong. So much to love about it. We have to get to the next card. I don't want to spend too much time bloviating or doing more candy jokes, but I do want to say how much I really do enjoy this one. I think I always am more negative towards a card that is guilting me into an emotion, but the fact that it did a 180 on me, this was a little bit better of a twist of a card, and I like that about it. It it does. It does a really, honestly, good comedy thing, which is a trope I love, which is building something up to have a whimper of a punchline, and I like the opposite in many ways, too, which is like starting off small and then something growing, but but this is the former, and I think it's it's funny. I I, I thought it... I laughed. I thought it was interesting. I think a kid would get a good kick out of this joke. Oh, yeah, a kid would... And an adult if he's 32 and me it still tells a story absolutely it tells more of a story than the next one i'll tell you that much okay well we do have to get to the next one but i will say yes we've got a story one and the next one i think let's see if it's all aesthetic and all foreplay and no follow through let's and i I apologize i sent you the horizontal version it should be vertical so i'm sorry no problem i'm gonna do it orientation i did i'll do it on my phone i'll figure it out so what we've got here let's see if i can actually flip it really quick uh is it gonna let me do that um that's right. So what we got going on here is a card with a white background and a beautiful aquarium assortment, a true ecosystem of different fishes. Just off the top of my head, we've got our octopus buddy. We've got something that looks like a pike or a carp. We've got some blowfishes on the bottom right. Every one of the fishes, it's important to know. Oh, a squid. We've got a squid baby, a shrimp friend, a salmon chum. And it's important to note that every one of the fishes is gray in color with black roughage or spots. And then the fins are either gilded or bronzed or coppered, I guess you could say. So there's sort of a metallic gilding with each one of the lovely creatures of the sea, either gold or more of a bronze or copper. So they're all very beautiful. I really enjoy the variety here. 
And you know me, I'm a sucker for maritime theme. You've gotten so much better at identifying maritime life, you know, the aquatics, and, <laughs> and I'm just proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Because we, we started this podcast, episode one, saying we cannot and should not be forced to identify different species of fish. <laughs> and look where we are now, people. Easily, I mean, we're probably in the 30s in our episodes now. And if we like go back to like- We're in the 40s. We're closing in on episode 50. Oh, hell believe. yeah. Go us. Yeah. But if you go back to like, yeah, episode three or four, we'd look at a picture of a bird and we'd go, what kind of fish is that? <laughs> <laughs> ah, hell of it. Excellent. Ah, beautiful. A fine sturgeon. <laughs> I just want to scoop its eggs out as we hold a pigeon. And uh, now we've gotten so much better at identifying. Thanks to this podcast, we've gotten more maritime knowledge. In gold lettering, in the top center of the card, sort of a heading, if you will, header, if you will, it says... <laughs> It says, it's O-Fish-All, you're old. <laughs> Let sure me say does. that again. It's O-Fish-All, you're old. And it's spelled O, the word I'm trying to say, official, is spelled O-H-F-I-S-H-Wink-A-L. It's O-Fish-All, you're old. And I like to think that that's like an old-timey term. The idea that like, oh, if there's too many fish in the aquarium or maybe like the the captain's plate over at the gulp and scump was a little <laughs> bit too much. You think to yourself, oh, fish all like you're getting all the fish. So like somehow we've descended upon like old 1920s slang we never looked saw seen before. Yeah, I hope that's true. I mean, I love this regardless. Like it's really pushing to get the fish out of official. But it's like, I mean, if you could ignore the words, there's only four, three of them, no four. There's only four words. If you can ignore that, it's actually quite a beautiful card. The artwork is really good. And it's they gorgeous. even draw individual suction cups on the octopi. What? And there are scale, you know, they do details with the scales. Like I saw this in actually in a bookstore in California. I think I've had this in my back pocket for some time. Wow. And I remember being blown away by like, look at the detail on this considering yeah. the last fish based one we had, I think was the poor Greek woman covered in sea life. <laughs> and that one's just on a, tells a different tale. My friend, that was my favorite short story you ever wrote. Poor Greek woman covered in fish life and other tales by Bobby O'Rourke. <laughs> it was like your version of the wonderful story of Henry sugar and six more, but sad. <laughs> And I also never read The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. That could be sad, too. Roald Dahl was known yeah. for writing sad ones sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah, you liked getting depressing. But um, that's <laughs> you're right. We have not had a positive. There was one time, and I probably shouldn't give away a card that we've never done, but it was a whale, and it was a graduation card. And I'm trying to remember how it went. I think it was you. I think instead of saying you nailed it, it just said you whaled it. And I was like, this... <laughs> This doesn't deserve my time. I don't know. I'm offended it's in front of me. I always want to call management for reading a card. How dare you? I want to talk to Mr. Target and tell him he can't stock this Excuse anymore. me, Captain Target? I have a question. Admiral Target? Admiral Target. We are presented with, it's official, you're old. I also don't like, I don't like being told my age by a thing that either lives to be one years old or 800 years old, depending on the species. And we'll never know. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, I can't recall, if I remember correctly, lobsters just keep living, right? They only die because they can't shed anymore. But Is that like, right? That's I, horrifying. Lobsters live like an excessive amount of time. I don't remember, I don't know if it's like over 200, but like, I think I, <laughs> I, I got really into a YouTuber who's also a fish, uh, lobster fisherman from a lobsterman from uh, Maine. And yeah, they basically said the phrase like, yeah, like this lobster is like 80 years old. 
it's could could definitely be caught by multiple generations if thrown back. And like the only reason they stop growing or um the only reason that they die is they just their bodies just stop molting. There's no it's not like their heart stop or their brain stop. As long as the shell keeps molting. That wow. they just that yeah. is some that is some Lovecraft shit right there. Yeah. I gotta say, there's like something to be said about like undersea demons. There's a reason why humans are not supposed to go there. There's just some things about the ocean we're not meant to see or do. We gotta leave that thing alone. I yeah. I respect it's a tragedy when anything bad happens in the ocean, and I don't um I don't necessarily I I, I give credit to everybody who like does undersea diving or scuba or any of that stuff. But I think maybe we just need to leave it alone, guys. I don't think there's anything to be had. Let's just eat what we can catch and then get the hell out of there. That's <laughs> how I feel. You can go to like 100 feet. I wouldn't go further than that. Like, don't test it. Just let, just, just, assume it's dark and let's, let's move on. keep getting shrimp. As long as let's keep getting shrimp and then say thank you and then wait and maybe do a moratorium if we're running out of shrimp. But for the most part, just, you know, let's let the sea have its mystery. Let's be on our way. Let's be on our way. Uh, next page of this beautiful card. It's just white. It's just, and this is the meditation place. This is where we go to. Not not only is it the meditation place, Dan, because uh, you'll see from the next page, it is actually the end. <laughs> that, that, that's it. There is nothing in this card. The last page is the back page. It's great. So it's just, it's just a bunch of fish insulting me for my age. It's got no message inside. I was blown away. I'm like, this has nothing inside. Not, not even like a, the punchline and the setup are all on the same page and the artwork. It's just <laughs> official. You're old. And then it's like, if you want to write anything more, but I don't think you're going to beat it. So, you know, try your luck. There should be a postcard. There's very few like greeting it cards. It's a postcard. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a postcard. Because it got everything done on one page. Like you get a postcard from the Jer- the Jersey Shore or the mountains or wherever you are. And it's a pelican in a bikini eating a, eating a yogurt. And it says, wish you were here in Sandusky, Ohio. And... It just says slut for some reason. You're like, oh, why does it say that? <laughs> just like the, the pelican's just wearing a t-shirt that just says summer's bitch. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You know, when we sent you on this trip, we were hoping for nicer, you know, souvenirs. But <laughs> back scratcher, it's not doing it. <laughs> you buy at the souvenir shop. <laughs> Just a back scratcher that says "slut" on it. <laughs> I would pay so much money for that. Your birthday's coming up. <laughs> Just like, just like the stuff you can get at a roadside attraction. Like, what's what's another good example of that? Like, you've got back scratchers. That's a common one. Oh, like that toy. That's that's like three hands. That when you shake it, it claps the three hands together. It's like a noise. Maker. Okay, and so then each each one of them. So one of the one of the there's three hands. So one hand just says daddy, daddies, <laughs> and then one of them says sexy, and then the other one is just says idiot. So it's just. <laughs> Oh my God, we've got to we got to start making more because we we make merch for not for the ding dongs but for you and me. So I got to find a no. way to make that. I and, wish we uh, could make a way where you know those um they're like connects balls like they're, they're tiny little stars and you pull them out and they expand and they become like a big circle and then you push them. Back oh yeah 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 I love those. I want one that screams so when you open it it just goes. Ah! Oh my God, that'd be back, so yeah. good. We got to have That's like a. I'm surprised that has not been sold at like a Spencer's. Because, yeah. like, all that takes is, like, the same automatic or honestly, like, a spirit because you just need the motion sensor. So it's, like, the same thing as, like, when there's, like, a dog made of bones and it just goes, happy Halloween. <laughs> it's, like, the same animal. And Literally. I'm always, like, did I get the joke? 
I think that's it, right? Okay, I didn't miss that's anything. That's all? Just, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Okay. I still got to get my sexy uh, Morty from Rick and Morty costume before this place closes. Um, <laughs> so, all right. We, we've before got my it. mom leaves the Panda Express, so I got to get a ride home. <laughs> she said she was going to get me black and chicken. Come on. So I've been insulted, but at the same time, I've been given a message, an artwork, and a joke by Fish all at once, blank page. And then we have our back page of this wonderful card. And it is from the Seedlings Company. Gross. www.shotseedlings.com. Copyright by a Vicky Chu. Thank you, Vicky Chu. And then, oh, it's a plantable envelope. Look at that. It is, yeah. Like it's the a, one you a, gave me. It's a me. biodegradable envelope. So I love cool. that. So it tells you to soak, plant, wait, and sprout. And then there's, a, I think, a poem. And it says, you're going to dig our plantable seed paper, envelopes embedded with a mixture of non-invasive wildflower seeds scanned to get the dirt on planting tips. Now- I, I love think. that you thought that was a poem because of the spacing button. You gave it that. that oh, come on. It was the literally the way they've. That's not <laughs> it was my beautiful. fault. Come I, on. It's like E. Cummings poem. Like, I don't think this is a poem. E. Sounds e. Like, like, yes. It sounds like Def Jam poetry. Like the way they it were. Like, yeah. Like you're going to dig our plantable seed paper envelopes embedded with. It sounds like bad poetry in college. Like yeah, this yeah. is slam. This is slam poetry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got the best of both worlds. It ends with slam poetry. It begins with fish calling me old. I'm, I'm, I don't like it when humans do it, but I do eat fish, so maybe I've earned it with them. Mm. Bobby, you know, it's been a while since you and I have recorded, but our cup doth runneth over yet again. And this wonderful episode where you have shown me sort of a mixture of worlds here. I think on one end, I start insulted by the guilt trip, but then I'm ended with a delightful pun. And then with goodness, and then in the next card, I am presented with all of the emotions brought at once and then given the silence to think about them. So a lot yeah. of different energies with these cards. Yeah, I pair them off that way because I thought it's like pairing a fine wine with like Cracker Jacks. It's like you're really getting two different types of things. A reserved cognac with that block of cheese you've been keeping in the in the fridge. And it's not like good. It's just cheddar. But you are going to take a whole bite of it. <laughs> I would say, because I want to rate these properly, at the same time, I appreciate what each bring to me for my birthday. I mm. think it's everything you kind of want. It's humor. It's knowing how far people have gone to celebrate you. It is fun jokes in the middle. There is beauty. There is art. There is guilt. And there is love. And what more can you ask from a birthday celebration, right? That's true, yeah. So I would have to say, if I were going to rate these cards properly... I would probably put them side by side, middle of the fridge door. Because, mm. you know, the art also is really pleasing on both of them. I mean, the art on the fish one's gorgeous. I like goodness. Goodness is cool. Goodness can hang. Goodness has like the that has the one two punch of the joke, but I think you can't you can't argue with the art of the cover of the the second fish one. Yeah, I was trying to gate. It's like almost Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but there's something a little bit off on it. Yeah, it does have that vibe to it, which is comforting for people like me. Yeah, same here. Oh my god, I love that. I I didn't watch the later seasons, but it was a very good show. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did like the memeable video of uh, <laughs> of Ed singing "Your Love" by the Outfield. Do you ever watch that? <laughs> no, I did not. I'll send it to you later. It makes okay. a lot of sense. Yeah, Thank no, it's you. it's not as dumb as you, as it sounds. 
Where would you put these cards, Bobby? I also had a hard time deciding because they are different vibes, so I don't really even feel like they're competing with one another. They're almost no. like two different worlds that have come together. I probably are going to put them on the same level as you, but I want them on opposite ends of the fridge. So I want middle of the fridge, but I want like one underneath the handle. Like goodness can go under the handle mm. and then the fish can go all the way on the hinge side of the door. So I can mm. see a sort of spectrum of birthday cards that are either a little cleverer than you think they're going to be or a little more artistic than they're going to be. I like them both because they start out, one starts out humble and mm. then gives you a little more art than you deserve. And the other starts out with like setting you up for like a really bloviated, uncomfortable joke. And then just gives you a little twist. Like, Oh, that was really clean. And and I, I like that. I think, yeah. I think I like them both. I think they're both very good. I think they both deserve their place. I really like that setting. I like how you've put them. They're sort of like warriors, sort of like guards before you go through the gate. Of, uh, yes, very never-ending yeah, yeah. story of those guards that zap you when you try to go through the gate. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think they really do hold well for that, and I think both of them are different energies that provide well on either side of the great chasm that is your fridge that you've only filled with different kinds of preserves you don't like very much, but someone gifted you. One of them is apricot, the other is mint, the other is uh, just a type of red berry, like lingonberry, but it's a little off. It's not like yeah. cranberry. And then they went ahead and spiced it. And it's like, this is only good for Christmas, but it's August. And I'm not, this is going right back into the Halloween card situation. Yeah. And I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. No, I'm a little ready for autumn. I'm not going to lie, but I, no, I that's do. fine. I, autumn. I don't, I don't mind people being ready for cooler weather, but like, let's be honest, like autumn and and Halloween are not necessarily the same thing. And, and, Halloween has its time. That's Maybe that's why I'm so pissed about it. It's like I need I need a month of non-holiday autumn. Like I can just yeah. wear like a, don't get me wrong, spooky scary skeletons, love them. But I need like a couple weeks where I can just slap the flannel on, eat a crisp apple, uh listen to some folk music, sit on a bale of hay. Um and else? just take stock of your life. Yeah, and just and and buy stock in my life. I'm just going to mm. invest in my life and lose yeah. it all. Four more shares of Dan, please. <laughs> to go? Yeah, you can wrap them up. Put them on a plate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take them to go. Absolutely. Well, Dan, thank you for taking a look at these bad boys for me. And I'll remind our listening audience that if they want to send us a card or just, just talk to us, we're nice guys, maybe. Uh, they can talk to us on Greetings Pod uh, on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter. Dan, it's still hot outside, but in the distance, I can see some some hot teas and some some warm sweaters so I, th I think the time is near i just want people to shut up until it actually arrives that's all i want everybody shut the hell up stop looking at the horizon that's got warm ciders and teas and nice sweaters for you to wear whether they're zip up or otherwise bobby and i bought all of these teenage mutant ninja turtle ice cream bars and i don't care if they've got gumballs in it gosh darn it eat them all right you're Get gonna in the pool. eat every last one you're not leaving the table until you do adult swim everybody's in the pool yes you can bring the ice cream i don't care if it drips there's a filter in it they'll filter it out all right bobby hang ten <laughs> bye bye Bobby, you are four kinds of grains to me. You are uh, malt, you are spelt, you are pharaoh, and you are friendship. And that I appreciate. The fourth one, I appreciate almost as much as the pharaoh. So his name is Wonka. Will Wonka.